0: I want to take a look at the Word of God tonight, but I want to encourage you: get signed up for your classes, okay? Let's uh, let's uh, let's take this knowledge and let's use what God wants to do with it, and let's apply it to our lives. Um, tonight, I want to talk about something that um that I feel like that's been on my heart. I uh, was asking the Lord, you know, Lord. What Melissa called me up yesterday and she says, "You have any you have any notes ready for? You got a handout for tomorrow?" And I'm like, "No, I really don't know what I'm going to do yet." Um. And at that time I didn't have a handout, but I want to make sure everybody's got a handout Does everybody have one if you don't have one, would you just raise your hand it's uh, it says the the, uh, the function of the Holy Spirit as they're passing that out I just want to pray Father we just um, I just ask you to open up our hearts and our minds today our spirits I ask you to reveal yourself to us through this teaching Lord God, I just ask that you'll bring wisdom and revelation upon this father i just ask you to use me lord and holy spirit you are welcome in this place you you are alive and active and we want you to move in and and up and down the aisles in and out of the the chairs and the rows and touch people's hearts and and be with people tonight i ask you to bring wisdom and revelation tonight i open our ask you to open our eyes and our 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 ears to hear what you're bringing forth tonight in jesus name and the church said amen Reason I wanted you to start out there is I'm going to have you. I'm going to have a, have her put up a couple of scriptures. I want us to look at them first. Will you do me a favor and put up Psalms fifty-one, eleven? I want to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. We got to be familiar with the Holy Spirit. Now you may have come from a denominational church where you didn't hear much about the Holy Spirit. You heard about the Father and the Son. You heard about Father God. You heard about Jesus Christ, but they never mentioned the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk a little bit about in this series of, of the function of the Holy Spirit or the facets of the Holy Spirit or the dynamic of the Holy Spirit. You can put it however you want to, but I just made it a simple, you know, and just said the function of the Holy Spirit. What is he? How does he operate? How does he move? What what are the characteristics? And we're going to look biblically into the Spirit of God. We're going to look at when he was released in the earth and when he began to start moving in men. And and you can begin to look Look at this, and and one of the scriptures is 51.11, and this is in Psalms. And David is, is saying this, and he says, Do not cast away from me your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. I mean, so obviously David was aware of the Spirit of God. What is the Holy Spirit? It's the third person of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, we say God in three persons. You know, this is the third person of the Trinity, we got to get familiar with the Holy Spirit. The best way I can explain it to you is the Holy Spirit is doing the work in the earth. Come on, somebody. Amen. A lot of times we say, Jesus is doing the work. Well, I can understand that. A lot of times we say, God, the Father is doing the work. I can understand that. But God is on His throne, and Jesus is seated in the right hand of the Father, and the Holy Spirit is at work in the earth. And I want us to begin to look at some things today as we talk about the Holy Spirit. You're going to see through this for the next few weeks. I, I'm going to take my time with this. I hope you'll let me do that. I'm going to take my time. We're going to kind of do line upon line, precept upon precept. I, I want I want you to get any questions you've got in your mind answered, um, because sometimes we think we got the spirit of God figured out, and then He'll just expand. He'll just blow our minds, or the spirit will move in a way that we just think, "Wow, that's just really cool how God is moving." But yeah, He's a teacher. He's a helper. And you're going to begin to see these different things in um, in Isaiah 63. Don't turn there, but let me just read this to you. Isaiah 63, verse 10 says, "But they rebelled and they grieved His Holy Spirit. Therefore, He turned Himself to become their excuse me He turned Himself to become their enemy, and He fought against them." Verse 11 says, "When the people remembered the days of old of Moses, where is He who brought them up out of the sea and the shepherds of His flock?" Where is he who put his Holy Spirit in the midst of them, who caused his glorious arm to go at the right hand of Moses, who divided the waters before them to make for himself an everlasting name, who led them up through the depths? Like the horse in the wilderness, they did not stumble. As the cattle which go down into the valley, the Spirit of the Lord gave them rest. So you can find in the Old Testament the Spirit of God at work, okay? Some of us, we will believe that in the Old Testament that it was God doing it. But you can see in Psalms that the Spirit of God was working. And in Isaiah, was he was prophesying, it was the Spirit of God at work in Moses. It was the Spirit of God that parted the Red Sea. Come on, somebody. It was the Spirit of God at work in the earth. Now, I began to start really uh, studying this, and I began to start really trying to, God, give me revelation. And there's some things that he's actually given me right now that, that are coming forth that you're going to be able to learn and understand. The Spirit of God in the earth, the Spirit of God in the earth, the Spirit of God in the earth. The Holy Spirit wants to move not only in you, but through you. Okay? The spirit of God will will move he, he, he'll, the Bible says he'll, he can come like a wind or or you know he can move and and, and and you may not know where he's going, but he's also inside you. come on somebody. The Spirit of God will move inside you and, and he'll he'll allow you to be the hands and the feet of the Spirit of God. So as we begin to look at this and we begin to understand it, I want you to realize that the term the spirit or the Holy Spirit is used abundantly in scriptures. Mostly in the New Testament, you'll see the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. There's over 450 times, over 450 times that you'll see the Spirit or the Holy Spirit being used. You can look at the word search for Spirit, but it also talks about some other spirits. And I think I listed some of those. I gave you some scriptures. Those aren't all of them, believe me. Those are some that I really felt that if you look them up in your private study time, hopefully tomorrow or the next day, you start looking up these scriptures that are there, you'll begin to see and understand how the Spirit of God works and how He wants to move in the earth, okay? We've, we see the Holy Spirit in the New Testament come on the scene the very first time in Mark chapter 1. And that was when Jesus was baptized, okay? And the... And the and the and the the heavens opened up, and the spirit ascended like a dove. Right? You remember that? This is when you begin to start see it. I'm going to say some things tonight that that biblically I can't prove, but biblically you can't disprove. Are you with me? I believe that when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, I believe that was the time that it was identified that Jesus was the Messiah and Satan now knew. Satan now knew. It doesn't say that now Satan knows who Jesus was. But I began to start thinking about, about Christ when he walked on the earth and he was, he was a young man. And we see him in the temple at 12 years old. And at 12 years old, he is teaching And then he disappears for a while. What's taken place? Is the Spirit of God alive? Is the Spirit of God moving in the earth realm? And now the Spirit of God ascends from heaven and rests upon Jesus. And I believe that was when Satan thought, that's him. John the Baptist knew who it was. So obviously the Spirit of God was moving with John the Baptist. But now the Bible says that the Spirit led Satan. Jesus into the wilderness. The Spirit will lead you, obviously, right? The Spirit will give you rest, according to Isaiah 63. The Spirit of God is alive and active, so we're going to look at some different things and different functions of the Spirit of God. Where did I tell you to turn to? John chapter 14? I want us to look at this. John chapter 14. I've got to get there. I'm going to start at verse 1. If that's okay, we're just going to read a little bit and let the Spirit of God begin to teach us. Verse 1. "'Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may be also.'" And you know the way where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going. You are going. We do not know where you're going. And how do we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but through me. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And from now on, you know him and you have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father and it's enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has sent me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe in me, and I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Verse 12, truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Verse 14 says, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. What names he talking about there? Everybody? Okay. So that's why we pray in the name of Jesus. Because the scripture tells us to. Verse 15 says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Verse 16. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper. Okay? He, excuse me, that he may be with you forever. That helper in the New American Standard, is, is the Comforter, I think, in the King James. You look at it in the Greek, it also means Counselor. Say Counselor. A Counselor. So the Holy Spirit is a Helper. The Holy Spirit is a Comforter. The Holy Spirit is a Counselor. Now, here is Jesus, who is, is actually the second person of the Trinity, saying, guess what? The Holy Spirit's going to come. And I've got to go away so the Holy Spirit can come. Okay? Verse 17, I'll go back to verse 16. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. Forever. The Spirit of God to be with us forever. That is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. Check this out. Because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides in you and will be in you. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Spirit of God will be in you. He wants to abide in you. Tell him. He wants to abide in you. He wants to abide in you. He says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you after a while when the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I will live, excuse me, because I live, you will live also. In that day, you will know that I am in the Father and the Father in in me, and I am in you. He who is my commandments excuse me he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and i will love him and will disclose myself to him i i, I want to do i want to do a, a, a study on that i he will disclose myself to him that's the in this version uses that and i just when i saw that the spirit of god just kind of illuminated that to me and i know i'll be studying that soon judas not a scary said to him, Lord, what then has happened that you are going to disclose yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and he said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and will come to him. Hmm. And we will. Let me just point that out. Underline that word. We and we will come to him. So, all of a sudden, not only Christ is talking about the Holy Spirit of God, he's talking about himself coming back, but now he's, he's, he's kind of tied in everybody God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He says, We will come to him and make our abode with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. Hmm. Let me say that again. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father but my but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. Get ready, here we go. Verse twenty six. But the helper, the counselor, the comforter, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will what? teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that i said to you now i have been guilty of only giving part of this scripture the spirit of god will teach you all things but i like that other part but will bring to remembrance what i have told you what i have taught you in other words he'll bring to remembrance the word the word and i was like oh god this is awesome Not only the Holy Spirit will teach you, but he'll bring the word back to you. Love the Lord your God, only him shall you serve. Love your neighbor as yourself. See, he'll he'll bring into remembrance. See, what happens is we are not obedient to the Holy Spirit when the Spirit of God moves and he tries to teach us something because he may try to bring the word up and we go, I don't want to hear that. Not now. I'm in the middle of sin. I don't want to hear that now. Come on, somebody. I'm in the middle of having my flesh attack, and I don't want to hear the Word right now. I don't want you to bring that to remembrance. But the Holy Spirit, He's a helper. He's a counselor. Do you see that? He'll teach us all things, and He'll bring to remembrance... The things that Jesus said. And Jesus is the Word. The Word made flesh. He came and dwelt among the men. He left His Word. It's the Word. Somebody say, it's the Word. Somebody say, it's the Word. Somebody say, it's the Word. It's the Word. It's the Word. word. He wants to bring the Word to remembrance. Right? He wants to bring the Word to remembrance. Verse 27 says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give to you. So don't let your heart be troubled. And don't let, or don't be fearful. You heard that I said to you, I will go away and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced because I go to the Father, and the Father is greater than I. Now, I have told you before it happens. Jesus is prophesying, folks. I've told you before it happens, so when it happens, you may believe. So obviously he was still dealing with doubt and unbelief. Right? Otherwise, he wouldn't have told them, look, this is going to happen, and when I go, you're going to know it beforehand, because I'm telling you beforehand I'm going, and you'll be able to believe. You'll be able to get out of doubt into belief. He says, now, I will, not, I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me. Hmm. I could just preach on the word in. He doesn't say he has nothing on me. He says he has nothing in me. I want us to get this because as you give your life to Christ, as you allow the Holy Spirit to change and shape and mold you, I I believe there will be a time where he won't find anything in you. Come on, somebody. Because if he finds something in you, he'll still have legal access to get to you. Okay, So let's, let's just take a look at this. I, I'm going to give you nine functions of the Holy Spirit. Okay, But tonight, I'm going to give you one. Turn with me to Luke chapter 24. Just turn right over to Luke chapter 24. It's okay if we get into the Word of God tonight. I mean, we came to church. I went the wrong way. Luke chapter 24. And probably you could look at this and you could find other other functions of the holy spirit but i'm just going to give you these biblical functions of the holy spirit. Luke 24, let's look at verse 45. Now understand the spirit the spirit the holy spirit is with Jesus. Y'all get this? All right? He has not ascended unto man yet, but he's with Jesus. All right? You with me? Okay? This is one of those things where I can show you scripture wise where it says the Spirit of God is with Jesus, but yet he's saying that the Spirit of God is coming, and I got to go so he can come. But yet he's with Jesus. All right? So let's look at number one. The Holy Spirit helps us to understand the Bible, understand the Word. That word that goes in there is understand. He helps us understand. And let's look at this scripture real quick. Verse 45. Well, let's look at verse 44. Now he said to them, These words which I have spoken to you while I was still with you, and all these things which are written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened, (laughs) this is so cool, he opened their minds to understand. Now, I'm going to say something. I studied the word of God. I would read the Word of God. And I gave my life to Christ. But the Spirit of God wasn't active in me. And there were scriptures that I read that I didn't understand. That now, since I've received what we call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the evidence of speaking in tongues, now all of a sudden I can see scriptures. And it's almost like this verse, where all of a sudden it's like, He opened them up for me. And I was thinking, Lord, I studied this scripture for 14 years. And now the scripture has got new meaning. It's bringing on new life. All of a sudden, it's alive. And it's bringing revelation. And I'm thinking, where did that come from? Because the Holy Spirit was illuminating it. But this was Christ, he said, and he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. And he said to them, thus it is written that the Christ would suffer and rise again from the dead on the third day. And that repentance for forgiveness of sins would be proclaimed in his name to all the nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And behold, I am sending forth my promise of my father upon you. But you are to stay in the city until you are clothed with the power from on high. Ooh, I, I got I, I can feel the Holy Spirit starting to settle in this place. What power? Power from on high. What power? Still talking about the same thing that he was talking about, the helper, the comforter, the power from on high. And if you want to look at it, you'll find it in Acts chapter two. Actually, you can find it in the whole book of Acts. You can find it in Corinthians. You can find there's a whole bunch of scriptures, Galatians, Ephesians, and Philippians, and First Thessalonians, and you can see the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, moving throughout the whole New Testament. And I, and I thought I was at a church where they never taught about the Holy Spirit. They taught about God the Father and Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But they never taught about the Holy Spirit. And I thought, man, I'm missing something here. So we have to understand that He, he brings us understanding of the Bible. The Holy Spirit will bring us understanding of the Bible. He'll begin to, to open our minds. Turn with me to Romans chapter 8. And I want us to look at verse 26. Romans 8, 26. Romans 8, 26. We could have a study on the Holy Spirit from now until Jesus comes back. I believe it's something you will grow, you will learn, you will try to get an understanding of, you'll try to wrap your brain around. I mean, you'll try to put him in a box. You'll try to say, well, I don't know about that. You know, is that, is that God? Is that not God? Is that the Spirit? How's he moving? What's he doing? You know, And you'll try to figure him out. Romans chapter 8. Everybody there say amen. Let's look at verse 26. This says, In the same way the Spirit also helps... Watch how the Spirit's working. Watch, Watch the function of the Holy Spirit. In the same way the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, or weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words, and he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. You can see in this scripture that the Holy Spirit helps us, number two, pray and intercede. The Spirit of God helps us pray. Let me break this down for you. There is only so much I can say, now I lay me down to sleep, I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Has anybody ever prayed that? You taught your kids to pray it? What happens when they know it and they got it memorized? they can't, They got to go farther. If we want to pray an hour, Jesus himself said, can you not tarry here one hour? Can you not pray for one hour? The disciples at that time had not received the Holy Spirit and they couldn't pray for one hour. I got news for you. If you'll read the scriptures and you'll see after Acts, praying for an hour wasn't a problem. Having a service that lasted all day long wasn't a problem. Paul would preach and a guy would fall out of the window dead. They'd go down, raise him from the dead and keep praying. I mean, keep praising and keep preaching and keep prophesying. There was things that were happening. It wasn't a problem. But yet before that, Jesus says, can you not, tarry here one hour? So the Holy Spirit teaches us how to pray. It intercedes for us. Because I could only go so far. Terry and I can get together and pray in English. And there's sometimes where my mind can only go so far. My mind will get to the point where I've already prayed for Aunt Martha, Uncle Fred, Aunt Gert, Aunt Uni. I've already prayed for my family, my kids, my cousins. You guys, I've prayed for this, I've prayed for that. I've prayed for the government, the president, the, you know, all these other people. I've prayed for these people and I go, what do I pray for now? <laughs> pray for Aunt Martha again. That's good. That's good. So you understand that the Holy Spirit begins to teach us these things. See, because sometimes we don't know what to pray. Have somebody ever asked you to pray for them and you thought, Lord, I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to pray. There's been times where even on the ministry teams up here, somebody may come up and they pray. Well, you know what? They just pray in the Holy Ghost. They pray in the Spirit. They're interceding. The Spirit of God is interceding. Are you all getting something here? So we see, we see where the Holy Spirit helps us to understand the Bible. It helps us to understand the Word. It brings revelation. It, it helps us to illuminate those things. We see where the Holy Spirit now begins to help us pray and intercede. That's, that's a function of the Holy Spirit. Don't be afraid to come before God. See, there's times where we're afraid to come before the Lord. There's the times we don't know what to pray. We don't know what to say. And... And, and, and the Holy Spirit is there to help you. It's there to help you. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians. Let's look at um, chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Now understand, these are just a few scriptures. But you can go back through and you can look up to 450 yourself. I mean, there's a lot of scriptures in there on the Spirit or the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. To tell you what verse, I don't know, let's, verse six. let's start at verse 6. Yeah, I've got it written down on your deal there. Y'all are good. (laughs) Verse 6. Yet we do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, of the rulers of this age, who are passing away. But we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood. For if they had understood, listen, if they had understood this wisdom that he's talking about, he says if they had understood it, if they knew what was taking place with it, This wisdom that's being released, actually it's, and I'll go on, it's through praying in the Holy Spirit, they wouldn't have killed Christ. He says, They would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But just as it is written, Things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. Look at this. For, for to us, God revealed them through how? Okay. There is wisdom that is not revealed without the Spirit of God. Do you see that? There is wisdom that is hidden wisdom, but it's not hidden from those that have the Spirit of God. See, I've, I've heard preachers say, Oh, the mysteries are, are to behold the mysteries of God. No one can fathom the mysteries of God. I'm like, wait a minute. That's, the Bible says that the mysteries of God are to behold for us with the Spirit of God. Come on, somebody. The mysteries are not for us to be able to just get to heaven and figure out. The mysteries are us to be able to pray in the Holy Ghost and God to release the, the wisdom that we need to have. For us here, why do we need the wisdom if we're there? (laughs) That's my question. If you're in heaven, why do you need the wisdom in heaven? You're going to have the wisdom, (laughs) right? I mean, think about this. He says, for for to us, God revealed them through his spirit. For the spirit, now here we go. What's the function of the spirit? "He, He searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except for the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, the thoughts of God no one knows except the spirit of God. I don't know the thoughts of God. But the spirit of God knows the thoughts of God. Come on. Well we know the thoughts of God because it says in Jeremiah, the plans I have for you declares the Lord not to harm you but to give you hope in the future yeah that's a thought of God but there are there are mysteries thoughts of God that our spirit is going to be able to reveal with God that we don't know it, but he says the spirit will even so the thoughts of God no one knows except for the spirit of God verse twelve now we have received now we have received Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. This is after Acts. This is after the Pentecost. This is now Paul, who did not have the Holy Ghost before. He wasn't even born again before. He wasn't one of the original, not one of the original 12 disciples. He was at the stoning of Stephen. He was a good religious man. But he got the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 1. That's the only way I can tell you, or Acts chapter 2. The Holy Ghost came upon them. They started praying in the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues. And God started moving and, I mean, things were happening. And, I mean, the Spirit of God began to start revealing some things. And Paul is saying, now we've received not a spirit from the world, but a spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. Know the things freely given to us by God. Know the mysteries freely given to us. I mean, are you all seeing this? Maybe it's just, just me. Which things we also speak. Here we go. Here we go. We also speak. How do we speak them? Not in words taught by human wisdom. Uh, come on. But in those taught by the Spirit. Check this out. Combining spiritual thoughts (laughs) with spiritual words. Not not in English, not in French, not in Spanish, not in German, but by the Holy Ghost. Spiritual thoughts. Check that out. In spiritual words. When I first read that one time, I was like, it's deep. I didn't understand it. You know, because I really... I didn't have my spirit open to understand it. But a, here you go. You may know this natural man. But a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit. How many of you have prayed in the Holy Ghost or know somebody and said, Are you spirit-filled? And you say, Yeah. Or, or, or you ask them and they go, Huh? They're a natural man. I don't know what this word natural is. I need to look this word natural up. Natural man. I don't know. Maybe y'all can do some word study with me. Non-spiritual. Natural man. Non-spiritual. A man without the spirit in the NIV. Okay. He says he does not accept the things of the spirit of God. Check this out. For they are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. But he who is spiritual appraises all things, yet he himself is appraised by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord, that which he instructs him? But we have the mind of Christ. Spiritual thoughts in spiritual words. We can get number three. We can get wisdom from the Holy Spirit. 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 See, with the Holy Spirit, believers have the insight into God's mysteries. Mm. With the Holy Spirit, believers have the insight into into God's mysteries. Now, I've given this to you so you can take it home because next Wednesday night we're going to go over a few more. And I got to thinking about it. You can probably go home, study these scriptures, and fill this thing out. I didn't want you to have it all filled out and come back here, but that's okay. If you come back next week and it's all filled out, we're going to take some of the others. So I want to challenge you. Take that home and let this be your study over the next couple of weeks. And look up some of these scriptures and begin to see the function of the Holy Spirit. So let me just review these. The Holy Spirit teaches us to understand the Bible. He teaches us understanding, revelation. He illuminates the Word of God. We, we we get the Word of God open to us to hear it in a fresh new way. The Holy Spirit helps us pray and intercede. Intercede. To intercede means to pray for somebody else, all right? You're not praying for yourself. Well, I guess you could say, I'm going to intercede for myself, but... Intercession is praying for someone else. Is that an important job? Do you think it's... On the scale of 1 to 10, 1 being low, 10 being high, in the importance of intercession, where do you think it falls? Anybody? 7, 11. Oh, 11. Anybody? It should be a 10, all right? Because that's what Jesus is doing. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. The Bible says, ever interceding on your behalf. Is it an important job? Absolutely. Is it a difficult job? Probably absolutely. You know, I don't know if anything's real difficult to Jesus right now. You know what I mean? But, but, but as, as we think of it in our human standards, it is a difficult job. So he teaches us how to pray and understand. And also the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. We can get wisdom from the Holy Spirit. You can get man's wisdom. You can get financial wisdom. You can get marriage wisdom. But we want the Spirit of God to teach us wisdom. Amen? Stand to your feet tonight. Let me pray as we go home tonight. This worked out pretty good because I, you're welcome to go home and fill that out. You are, you're more than welcome to go home and look at those scriptures and do an independent study. I, I want you to because you're going to see how the Spirit of God functions, how He moves, how He, how, how he operates. And we need the Spirit of God. We've got to have the Spirit of God because the Spirit brings us life and peace. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you tonight for your word. I thank you for the function of the Holy Spirit. God, I'm asking you to stir in the hearts and the minds of your people here tonight to say, wait a minute, I I want to know more about the Spirit of God. I, I opened up scriptures tonight I've not seen before. I've opened up scriptures tonight that I've not read before. I've read them, but I've never had a revelation of them. Lord, I thank you that you are sending us on a journey to be able to seek you. Your word says, seek you and we'll find you. Holy Spirit, we are seeking after you. I thank you for for giving us understanding. I thank you for uh, teaching us how to pray and intercede. I thank you for bringing us wisdom, Holy Spirit. I ask you to bring us protection and provision, everything that salvation affords tonight. I pray a blessing over every person here. God, I'm asking you to stir. Holy Spirit, stir in us. Stir in us, change us, and shape us, and mold us. Stir in us afresh and anew tonight, in Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Hey, as always, if you guys need prayer tonight,